Welcome to Life to the Full, a message to Christians. This is a podcast about the abundant life that God promises in Scripture. We want to inspire those who are frustrated with themselves and their communities to live a transformed life that will impact the world. Our primary purpose is to be a platform that will impact the world through conversation. We want to invite others to connect and unite in curiosity, vulnerability, and responsibility. A transformed life is about growth, learning, and evolving. A transformed life leads to transformed communities, and transformed communities impact the world. One conversation at a time. you are joining us for the first time we are in our spring theme of listening and staying curious in our relationships episode one we started with asking better questions of the church episode two was asking better questions of the bible episode three is asking better questions of God and today we have asking better questions as a church leader whether that's a paid or volunteer position so honey what's cooking all right so this kind of assumes that you are you know in a good place in terms of your listening and asking better questions, you've, you've learned to ask better questions of your church. You're, you're dealing with individual people, not some arbitrary, spacey, non-coherent thing that we like to call the church. Oh, I'm so mad at the church. The church did right. this. The church is so stupid. Ah. Right. We're actually dealing with those people. Uh, it assumes that you've learned to ask better questions of your Bible, right? So you're not just going into it every time thinking, I got this. Mm-hmm. I know all this. Um, and then you're also asking uh, better questions of God. You're spending time with him to have those questions. You're wrestling with him. You're having those, those special moments. So then we get to being a leader. Mm-hmm. How would you define someone who leads in a church, whether paid or unpaid? Well, I define a leader in the church as a shepherd. Mm. And this shepherd being... Uh, Having the ability to lead himself or herself first. Yep. So, shepherd. Awesome. Yeah, I would agree. I think if you're a leader, you're somehow responsible for people, right? So if you're a church leader that's being paid to lead, you're probably in charge of other people who are most likely not (laughs) paid to uh, lead, uh, right? If you're like in charge of many churches or a bigger church, and yeah, maybe you're in charge of some people who actually, you know, have a salary. They're like more like your staff, right? Or you could be a, a volunteer leader. You're just leading a family group, leading a smaller ministry within a different ministry, and uh, you're re- somehow responsible for people. So we're going to talk today about how to be better leaders for our people and for ourselves by learning to ask better questions. I remember uh, when I when I first became a volunteer leader. For I, I hear the term now is a tent making leader, mm-hmm. like kind of like as Paul made tents and support himself. Uh, I was a college student, again, you know, eighteen, twenty years old, already knew everything. 
you guys can't see the eyes that I'm getting right now. Like, oh, I so regret asking you, letting you tell the story. Uh, but feeling I knew everything, uh, feeling that I, you know, of course I'm awesome. Of course I'm leading stuff now, uh, very early in my time in this church tradition, uh, even though I wasn't being paid for it. Um, and just, you know, not really asking questions that would have made me a better leader. Instead, just going in and feeling that, like, I knew what to do, I knew how to do this, I set the agenda, and I think through that, I made a lot of mistakes, you know, because I hadn't learned to ask better questions of myself as a leader. Mm-hmm. And over time, uh, you know, through making a lot of mistakes, I, I learned, okay, like, there are a lot of things here that I should be asking and that would help me be a, a better leader. And there are things that I have kind of taken with me every time I, I lead a group. I try and uh, focus on basically these three things. All right. Let's we just jump right in? Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one is always remember that Jimmy is right. <laughs> so Jimmy has like this thing about our waters, <laughs> when, especially when I put it in a fridge or any item really. Because uh, our glasses are mason jars, so they yeah. basically look identical. So he goes, always put your jar on the left because I'm always right. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was hysterical. However, it works. <laughs> <laughs> it made her so mad that she remembered that rhyme. So I see her going to the fridge going like, okay, I'm on the left because my husband's always right. <clears throat> yeah. It's <laughs> mm, good water. Something like that. Thanks for putting it in the fridge for me, honey. <laughs> okay. The first way to ask better questions as a leader is, number one, try not to be the smartest person in the room. What do you think that means to you? What does that mean to you? In college, my mentor said, hire people smarter than you. Mm -hmm. Your job is to lead these people. It's to inspire them. It's to delegate and allow everybody to play their role and their strength. Well, I like to tell you, stay in your lane, James. Stay yeah. in your lane. <laughs> and it's to create that environment for greatness to happen. Yes. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk. He uh, he has the wine library. He's like an entrepreneur. He's big in that, that space of getting people to you know start their own thing. And, uh, you know, he talks a lot about how, like, he's not qualified to be an employee in his company mm-hmm. because he's not smart enough. He doesn't have the right skills. Mm-hmm. Right. But he's qualified to run his company because mm-hmm. it's his company. And manage. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of like when he's looking for people with skills, if he showed up, you know, on from the street and gave him his resume, he wouldn't hire himself. Right. You know, so he's looking for people that are better equipped than him that are smarter than him. And I think as leaders, we have to accept that we can't be the smartest people in the room. Okay, so this is true, I think, with uh, your peers, whether that's other volunteer leaders that are leading different parts of your church in different ways, or if you're a staff person, you're getting paid by a church, the other people who are leading different things somewhere else, and they're getting paid for it. So how can you make sure that you're not the smartest person in these rooms? As for help. <laughs> Ask for help. And there's a big V word. It begins with a V that you love. Be vulnerable when you don't know something. Say, let's find out. Or 
does anybody have the answer to that? Or what do you think? Yep. Yeah, it's basically like being open to like listening to the input of the other people in the room. Yeah, and creating the space. So uh, I know in my meetings as an after-school director, uh, I will have a struggle solution. So wait, what was it? Struggle solutions? Suggestions. Yes. Struggle solutions, suggestions, yes. Yes, and it will be at the beginning and it will be at the end. So people knew that that was part of the agenda, whether they were going to say it verbally or I had it in the actual agenda that will print out and I used to have my little suggestion box. So it was saying, I want to listen to what you have to say. And I know some people are shy, so mm -hmm. I will have fun reading then. You know, and usually it will allow for me to have one-on-one -on -one conversations you yep. know, because I wanted to make sure that I was showing up approachable yeah. <laughs> because I think one thing that we forget is that my title in itself creates a bubble, maybe a bubble in the separation or boundary. Yeah. Separation. Yeah. And, and it's understanding that people are going to be like, well, you're the boss. Right. You know, and that's what majority society thinks you're supposed to have all the right answers. Mm -hmm. So as a leader, knowing that, I want to get in a habit of asking more questions and creating more of a safe environment for them to speak out and to allow it. And it will be anonymous. You don't have to tell me your name. Just tell me what the struggle is. And when you tell me a struggle, tell me your solution to it. And if you don't have one, ask for help. Yeah. So, um, but it's understanding that. So as a leader, it doesn't mean that you know all the answers. Just start creating that space for people. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, that, that kind of gets into more of like what we're going to talk about next in terms of like leading others. All right. Like how to not be the smartest person in the room with those you lead, your staff or your volunteer leaders. Or it could be like, hey, like maybe you're in charge of a family group, a Bible group, a small group, mm -hmm. and you have people in there that you're leading, mm -hmm. right, that you're responsible for. You're opening up your home. You're doing the discussion. You're, you might even be feeding them. Um, I think a lot of – that's where I feel like a lot of things can tend to go wrong, right? Because I think when you're a leader and you're responsible for people, I think it can be really challenging to let people know that you are still a person – and you still have weaknesses mm -hmm. and uh, a lot of people I think can feel like they're in that position of leadership because of something about them mm. in terms of like I have these skills I have these abilities I was chosen for this role <laughs> to take care of these people uh, and it's my job to help them not the other way around mm. right yeah yeah it's really allowing uh I mean, yes, we're big on roles. However, great teachers or great leaders are great students and great followers. Mm -hmm. If we look at just an example with Jesus, you know, he was a, he was, Jesus made it a priority to fill his cup with his solitude and his time with God. And he role modeled. Yeah, so, you know, with when you're a leader in whatever capacity, paid, unpaid, you have your peers that you want to make sure that you're not the smartest person in the room, 
you're, you're being vulnerable with people. You're letting them know your struggles. You're letting them helping you and you're expecting them to allow you to help them as well. Right. There should be no chiefs in the room. Right. There's, there's no like spiritual gurus. It's just a bunch of people getting together. And I think, I think in theory, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. But I think a lot of times in practice, mm-hmm. like it just makes sense. Obviously, we want to we all we all want to put our best foot forward. We all want to look good, you know. And I think it's that challenge of just creating that space where people can be open with each other, where it's not like someone's going to feel like they're on the hot seat. Okay. Number two, lead with questions, not with solutions. Okay, you're a Bible talk leader. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? So it means instead of coming into the people that you lead all the time with this is what we're doing, this is how we're doing it, I need people to volunteer for things, Mm -hmm. coming to them instead with, okay, this this is a problem, this is something that's happening, what do you guys think is the best way for us to solve this problem? Um, thanks for reminding me about leading with questions, not solutions, because it, it goes back to not being the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I would just one, one simple question that we could say is, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. It's just putting the ball back in their court. Just a simple, what do you guys think? What are your suggestions? What are your thoughts about this? Yeah. That's actually very interesting question, Melinda. What does everybody think about that? And it's just reshifting that I, that struggle into back back to the room, back to the people you're leading, back to the, your peers. So thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, number three would be uh, being open to being wrong and expect those who you lead to challenge you. So I think this is a big one. I think a lot of times uh, when we're leading people, uh, we don't really expect people to challenge us or we haven't trained people to challenge us properly, right? When they're they're challenging us, they're complaining about everything we haven't done and all the things we need to do versus like more challenge constructively. Like, I don't think we should do it this way. Maybe we should try something else. Yeah, I, I think key word that you said was expect, um, as in, expect to grow, expect to learn for those that you lead, expect that we're all sinners and we're all disciples, and it's it's in the love of brotherhood and sisterhood that people are going to show you something. And because we all fall short and you have shortcomings, you got to expect for you to be challenged. Now, I think the, the, the key to all this, though, is coming to accept that as a leader, in whatever capacity, paid or unpaid, this is your responsibility to cultivate this environment, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I, I've been in uh, Bible talks where somebody asks a question and then nobody answers the question. And, you know, the leader gets upset that there's dead air and mm. nobody is answering the question. The uncomfortable silence. The uncomfortable silence. 
You know, and to me, that always comes from, well, that leader failed to cultivate an environment where people were, you know, not afraid just to say whatever they were thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, so to me, that that's on the leader. Their leader needs to, to cultivate that. Or I've been in situations where, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like, yeah, I don't have the same type of engagement with the people I lead. Uh, you know, I, I throw something out, I get a bunch of blank stares. So I need to do something. Mm-hmm. We need to decide on something. So that needs to be me. I don't have anybody that is going to, you know, challenge me and push me like that. These are just the people I have. I would say that that's the leader's responsibility to mine for conflict, right? To lead with vulnerability. Hey, guys, I don't know what to do here or I'm not sure. I need your guys' help. I need your input. And then kind of like not letting people just sit there and just like just be silent. Or learn how to phrase better questions. Yep. Because continuing to ask people what do you think, right? It's it, it could get old. Absolutely. Or it, yeah. So it, it could get uncomfortable. It's like oh my gosh, he's always gonna say so. What do you guys think? And it's like okay, I knew that was coming, and I don't want to answer. Yeah, I think we all have that. I mean, my my favorite one is. Does this make sense? Is this is this good? Is this okay? <laughs> Which we just finished arguing. We totally as we did. Are recording as this we're recording podcast. this. Um, but yeah, we we gotta take the responsibility to reflect on better engaging questions. And instead of blaming the people that you lead, mm-hmm. you wanna put that mirror back on you and, and say, How can I make this more engaging? And how can I perhaps phrase this better? Yeah. I think any ministry can grow and thrive, um, you know, in all ways, if they're just taking responsibility um, to ask better questions, right? By, you know, going in, I'm not the smartest person here, mm-hmm. no matter what degrees I have, what experience I have, mm-hmm. you know, just humbling out, being vulnerable, right? Uh, that's number one. Number two, making sure we're leading with questions, not solutions. Not, okay, guys, this is what we're doing. It's more of like, all right, guys, what do you think? What should we do? Mm-hmm. Right? And number three, being open to being wrong and expecting to be wrong. Mm-hmm. Expecting people to challenge you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when I was running uh, a camp for uh, a local nonprofit, right, with kids, uh, all my staff knew that, like, if I came up with something crazy in the meeting and they were all looking at me like, this is not going to happen, right, and they didn't say anything, I was almost more mad at them for not saying anything than for me having like a crazy idea, right? But so, cause it's like their responsibility to engage with me. No, we don't think it's a good idea. We want this. At the end of the day, as a leader, you still have to make the decision, right? Mm-hmm. You can't always do what the group says. You're still responsible. You have to make the last call. You have to make the last call, but you are responsible for creating an environment where that conflict can come out. Mm-hmm. And conflict, not in like a, not as a dirty word, like, ooh, I'm in conflict. Mm-hmm. But just like being able to disagree and be friends mm-hmm. and still love each other, still respect each other. How can we create those environments? And I think what you said is key is just learning to ask better questions. Mm-hmm. Like maybe the question I led with wasn't a good question because I'm not getting anything here and I need to ask a better question. Yeah. And this comes back to what our podcast is to really to inspire you guys to understand 
that a transformed community only comes from a transformed personal life. So the more you're battling with God, you're battling with, with your own big questions, you're battling with all that energy yeah. that a lot of times that frustration gets to come out in a group. Mm-hmm. And you, you see that that comes from a lot of lack of that personal time of personal reflection. So a lot of this struggles that you hear when you're in a group comes from there. So that way you don't take it so personal. It's not, they're not yelling at you. They're frustrated at themselves, but we all have to take this responsibility. And so thanks, honey, for taking us through asking ourselves better questions, you know, starting, I know we started with the church because that's the one that most people complain. Mm -hmm. That's our personal journey as well and how we have decided not to point at a church, uh, but really to start putting that mirror back on us and to really do something about starting conversations that allow in an open environment and in space to do so. Mm-hmm. And so speaking of space, as always, please make sure you guys go to our website at www.ysuperstars.com life to the full podcast where you receive this episode. Let us know which one's the hardest. What What is the most challenging thing for you? Is it not being the smartest person in the room? Is it you always want to give solutions instead of asking questions? Or you're not expecting to be wrong? Let's, let's be real. Uh, I know for me, number two, I want to have solutions. And so it's getting into that practice to staying in my lane and bringing those up. So if you have a certain role, I'm constantly going to redirect people to you. And so that's a way of me keeping myself myself accountable to not have all the answers. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Tune in uh, next week where we'll be continuing our journey uh, of spring, of listening, and staying curious in our relationships. all about life to the full. It begins with listening and questioning. We'll see you in the next conversation. Next, next conversation. Adios. Mucho.